Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We posted on our Facebook group the other day, the Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners, just a post asking people uh, for whatever questions they would like us to cover on the podcast this week. If you haven't joined that already, the Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners, I probably don't use it as much as I should, to be honest with you guys, but I will try and do this more and more, uh, where I just post in there, what do you guys want me to talk about? And I will literally just go through each of them. So if you're on Facebook, go to the Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners, try and do this once a week for you guys. Podcast topics for this week. You slap them in there. I respond to them. So let's start from the very top. I'm I'm just reading these live to you guys. I haven't had a look at them. We might do this in two parts. We'll see how we go. Uh, from James, he says, early suggestions for buy of the year. Uh, a lot that are really up there. Obviously, Jermaine Hopgood, he has been tremendous. Uh, but I'll tell you what, as it stands right now, the one that I'm looking at is Andrew Webster, the coach of the New Zealand Warriors. I think he has been tremendous. Thinking about other guys in the competition you could throw in there, I probably couldn't put any of the West Tigers signings in there realistically. I think that Jackson Hastings has been tremendous for the Newcastle Knights, but I probably am a little bit biased there. I think Miller's been pretty good. Um, I think that Reese Walsh for the Brisbane Broncos has been tremendous, obviously. I think it would probably come down to Reese Walsh or Andrew Webster. As it stands right now for me, I think that Reese Walsh has been fantastic. He's absolutely killed it. But I don't think the New Zealand Warriors have gone to a... Uh, sorry, I, I don't think the Brisbane Broncos have gone to a level that we didn't see last year. I think they were just about this good throughout parts of the year. They just weren't able to do it when it matters. So if we get to the end of the season and Reese Walsh has dominated a final series, Brisbane Broncos are in a grand final, whatever it might be, the Reese Walsh argument is going to be very hard to push back on. But as it stands right now, what Andrew Webster has done over there at the New Zealand Warriors has been fucking tremendous. Uh, do I think they're going to win a premiership this year? Not quite yet. And I think there's a there's a, a question about this uh, to come later on today. Uh, but look, I just think what he has done, the culture he's instilling, the guys that he brought, really nice signings, all of them. Lost a lot of guys. And in the preseason, I was sort of worried. Fuck that. Yes, they've signed a lot of good guys. They've lost a lot of good guys as well. I think that he's come out on top. And I think I have to wear this a little bit, that he... 
knew exactly what he was doing based on the evidence we have so far. So for me, buyer of the year at the moment, I think I would have to go with Andrew Webster from the New Zealand Warriors. Reese Walsh, uh, he would probably be number two. And then personally, I would have Jackson Hastings at number three as it stands right now. Fantastic question from James Mackey there. Thank you, brother, for your support. James Manaloy says, New South Wales origin wingers, Fox, Suli'i, To'o, possibly Kiraz. Yeah, obviously, Josh Adekar didn't feature in the origin series last year for New South Wales. Uh, a lot of New South Wales fans very upset about that during last year. Uh, obviously, went on the World Cup at the end of the season and killed it with the Kangaroos. Everyone sort of said Fox has to be there. I don't disagree with you. I'd love to see Fox there, but like Daniel Tupo didn't really do anything wrong uh, all last series. He'll be there and thereabouts once again. Suli'i has him potentially signing with Union, does Freddie maybe go, you know what, if he's not going to be here for the next few years, do I bother with him over the next two years? Or does Freddie just go, you know what, if he's the best guy for the wing right now, I will take him. Which personally, I think that if Freddie thinks Suali is the best, he will take him. Whether he's going to be or not remains to be seen though. Brian Tyle, I think he's a shit in. I think Brian Tyle will 100% be there. I'd be shocked if Freddie doesn't pick him. This other one. Kiraz, a really, really good shout. He's obviously running for so many metres, 26 hit-ups per game, around about that mark at the moment. He is killing it, Kiraz. He's got a bit of upside to him as well. A guy that I think his name will start to pop up more and more the closer that we get. He has played for Lebanon, but because they're Tier 2, I believe he will be able to play for the New South Wales Blues if he chooses to represent them. I believe he's from the Newcastle region. Kiraz, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident he is a New South Welshman, so he's one. For me, though, I think the guy we're all forgetting is Campbell Graham. He's a guy that I would be seriously considering picking on the wing. I know he's playing centre in first grade, uh, but I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that he could make a brilliant state of origin winger. I just think he's been so consistent. Played on the wing uh, last year in the World Cup. I personally would find a spot for him in my side. Who misses out and all that, I don't know, uh, but I would be finding a spot for him. Obviously, this is where we want to be as New South Welshman when we've got so many guys to pick from, uh, a lot of choices to make, uh, and this is where you want to be. I'm having a look at our wingers from last year, Brian Toto, Daniel Tupi, they are our wingers for each of the games, I believe. So two very, very talented guys there, there's no doubt about it, but you've also got Latrell Mitchell, you've got Tommy Turbo to come back in, so they'll take up the centre spot, so Stephen Crichton becomes a winger option. Uh, Plenty of guys to choose from there, but for me personally, uh, I think I would be going Campbell Graham as one of them. Then the other side, I think you probably have to go Josh Adder. Oh, then you got Brian Toto, don't you? Fucking hell. It's tough. I would probably go with Brian Toto as one. I think he holds onto his spot. The other wing, Josh Adokar, Campbell Graham. Who's the better player right now? I'd probably go Campbell Graham, to be honest with you, just slightly, but I think it's pretty evident that what the New South Wales Blues missed last year was characters in camp, a guy that was high energy. And I think Josh Adokar, he can be that guy. So Freddie's got to decide what best suits his camp. And to be honest with you, I'd be saying to your leadership group, your clearies, your teddies, who do you guys think? And sort of let them have a say in it. Combinations will also matter. You've got to assume you'll have Latrell Mitchell at left centre, Tommy Turbo at right centre. Probably doesn't really change much um, as far as who goes where. The other beauty of it is that Brian Toto can play both sides. Uh, Josh Adokar, He'd prefer to have him on the left. Can play on the right if he wants. Uh, but yeah, I just I'm not quite sure where we're going to go with this. I think it'll be probably one of the bigger headaches that Freddie has, along with his jersey 17 and his back row. Great question from James. There, let me know, guys. Send me a message after you listen to this. Let me know who you guys are thinking. 
All right, our next one from Greg DeGrassi. Choose a first 15 side from this year's NRL sides to beat the All Blacks. So I assume he means put together a rugby union side. Uh, look, I'm probably not the best person to ask here, especially when it comes to the forward pack. I really don't know what it takes uh, to build a proper union forward pack. I could talk off the top of my head and pick a heap of random guys and whatnot, but I'm just I'm not overly confident uh, that I would tick all the boxes needed as far as line out, scrummaging, all that sort of stuff. So probably not best to talk to me there. If I was picking, you know, my 9, 10, all that, I think Harry Grant, he'd be a fantastic 9 in Rugby Union. I think he would do a sensational job. 10, I would still be going with a Nathan Cleary there, without a doubt for me. Then you start to get into your centres and a lot of question marks here who you could go. We've got so many options. I'd definitely find a spot for probably Teddy in there somewhere. Then you have a lot of guys that I think They'd be very well... They might not be the absolute best players in league, but they'd be incredibly well-suited to Rugby Union. Guy that comes to mind there for me is probably Matty Burton with his boot and just his body and the way that he plays, his passing game. I think he'd be tremendous. A KP, obviously... A, uh, well, he's a Queenslander, but I think he's also a Kiwi. I think you'd have to play for the All Blacks, but you can do your own fucking research there. I think he'd be tremendous in this game. So plenty of options there. As far as your wingers go, we'd have so many to choose from. It'd be unbelievable. So elite. He'd probably be one that I would go for. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, mate, it's probably a, a little bit of a waste of a time for me doing this because I don't understand the ins and outs of rugby union. I'll never pretend to. Coached it for a couple of years, and it was one of the great shambles of all fucking time. Pretty much said to my boys, never go to the ground, just offload, and just everyone be ready because I don't know what the fuck happens on the ground. So, uh, as I said, not the best person to ask when it comes to this sort of stuff, uh, but there are a number of guys that I'd be picking, like Matty Burton, like Suali'i. I'd definitely be finding a spot for Cam Murray. He'd be in my side somewhere. Nath Cleary would be in my side somewhere. Uh, so plenty of options there. And obviously so many big outside backs you'd be picking there as well. Uh, but yeah, mate, I'm probably not the best person to answer that. So I won't give you uh, just talking off the dome, talking shit sort of stuff there. Our next one comes from Kane Wilson. A footy card opening. We haven't done footy cards in a while. We might bring them back, actually. It's a good shout. I saw a couple of packets the other day when I was cleaning up the desk. I might... Uh, I might bring them back. That'd be good fun. If you have got any... For the footy card openings, we always have a theme for it. If you've got any themes you would like us to do, let me know. I've actually got my wedding in about 10 days now. It's not too far away. Then I'll be on my honeymoon for a week or so. I'll be taking my podcast gear with me. I've got some major sponsors on during that period, so I'll be doing one or two podcasts a day. But I'll probably pre-record a few uh, to drop for you guys as well. So footy cards, I think they might feature in that. So stay tuned. Plenty of footy card content to come. Great shout, Kane. Very, very keen to get back into those. All right. Lockie Booth. Now, this is a super coach question. When Hopgood, when Hopgood will peak in price, uh, when to bring Teddy back and Adam Dewey with a cry face. Adam Dewey's a very tough one. I sold him last week. I just, I can't do it with the West Tigers anymore. I can't watch them anymore. I can't rely on them. I just can't do it. Uh, when to bring Teddy back. It's interesting with Teddy, isn't it? He's going to be so cheap in a few weeks, but then Origin's going to come. He's not going to play much during that period. Uh, I really don't know when the best time is to bring back James Tedesco. Uh, a lot of us have Reese Walsh at the moment, especially... Uh, a lot of the top players have Reese Walsh. I'm actually thinking, and I'm going to talk to Tim about it uh, on Beers and Break Evens, which we'll be dropping later tonight, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but I'm actually thinking of moving Reese Walsh off a week early. 
and going to Greg Marshu. I think that Timmy's going to try and convince me out of it. So stay tuned for that. But that's what I'm thinking at the moment. And just thinking if I can make money there, move Ruben Garrick to fullback, then I can eventually sell one of my cheapy CTWs to another fullback, potentially um, potentially James Tedesco in a few weeks. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, that'll be a really good question to ask Tim on Beers and Break Even. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Hopgood, Willie Peak in price. Yeah, I don't think he's far off, but, mate, I'm telling. I reckon a lot of people are going to sell Hopgood, uh, thinking he'll get 40s and 50s, and I just reckon at any given moment he could just pump out those 60s and 70s all over again. He's getting used to first grade. He's getting used to consistent first grade. Uh, Madison coming back has hurt him, and I understand that argument, uh, but I'm not quite sure if I'm going to sell him just yet. If there's a premium option that's going to make a heap of money, I will. Uh, for example, I want to get Zach Hosking this week, but I'm going to sell Bryce Cartwright instead. Uh, that's my thinking. So, yeah, we'll see how it plays. Yeah, but Hopgood, fuck, he has served us well. He's done very well. I don't think he's going to be a keeper like we all thought, uh, but I still think there's some points there to be scored. All right. This one comes from Andrew Somerville. Knights shifting the ball from edge to edge, stretching defences like they haven't done in at least a decade, and how Ponga potentially fits in interferes with that. A really interesting thought there, Andrew. Um, I don't think he will interfere with it. I think that we probably have a bit of a negative thing around KP at the moment because he got injured and Newcastle did so well without him. Just give him an opportunity because I guarantee you, uh, well, I know for a fact, uh, I won't share what it is, but I know that Jackson Hastings has got a whole plan around how to use KP. And I personally think he will be more dangerous than ever. If he can just fucking stay conscious, I think Jacko can steer this ship around like he is at the moment. And you can see some of the best footy out of KP. So I understand the concerns around Caelan Ponga. I understand you probably don't want to bring him into this side at the moment because they are doing so well without him. Tyson Gamble really represents what Newcastle's about. I love the combo of Jacko and Tyson Gamble. Not the most skillful guy. A little bit blind, but they both just fucking love football and they both just want to win. They are both winners. And you know what? When you look at their skill set compared to other guys in this competition, they probably haven't earned that right to have that title, but that is their attitude. All they want to do is win games of football and they don't give a fuck how they get it. And I think it's a really good representation of what the Newcastle Knights have always stood for. Always punching above their weight and just wanting to win and just loving football. And I love that about those two. But KP... He's the icing on the cake. Just what he can bring. You've got to find a spot for him in this side. I'm not sure where it will be. It'll probably be one of Lockie Miller or Tyson Gamble that misses out. I'd probably lean towards Tyson Gamble, which is probably a little bit unfair. Uh, but unfortunately, that's how rugby league goes. So I understand people's concerns with KP coming back into this side and how it could mess things up potentially. But I'd be backing him in. He's, he's a supreme talent. you got the seven net there now. And don't judge him on the first two weeks. Yeah, Give him and Jacko a month or so to gel, and I think you'll start to see some fantastic footy. KP going down that left edge a little bit wider hitting Greg Marsh here he's going to be fucking unstoppable so a little spot to watch there it's also a big part of the reason why I'm bringing in Greg Marsh because it looks like KP he'll be back in about two weeks time and I think that by then Marsh with a negative 44 break even now I think he's going to be at a price that a lot of people aren't going to be able to reach uh from Kane Wilson He's double-tipped the chip, Kano. Uh, how long can Ricky last? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Ricky? Um, I think he is under a little bit of pressure at the moment. I think especially if Jack leaves or if Jack was to go elsewhere. I personally don't think Jack will, but if he does... I think that spells a lot of trouble for Ricky. And, you know, I heard the NRL 360 boys, I saw a thing on, on Facebook that I was having a look at, and I completely agree with what they said on their show, sort of said, you know, and I, and I also said it last week, if he leaves, if Jack White leaves, who's their marquee 
guy? Who's their main player? Because it's fucking hard to get people to move to Canberra. Let's be honest here. I, I've lived and grown up in Sydney all my life. I would much rather make less money living in Sydney than move to Canberra. And that's nothing against Canberra. It's just unless you're born there and you grow up there and you love the area, it's a very hard sell. It's a brutally tough sell, which is why for years you saw your Tedesco's, your Moses, your Ennis, all these guys walk into Canberra. It'd all be very impressive, very appealing. Walk out and go, fuck it, I'm going to go anywhere else. It's just the reality of the situation. Canberra has identified that. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. They've gone and got a heap of guys from England who have done tremendously well. They've gone and got really young guys in the SG ball, brought them down there over the last few years. Ethan Strange, they got him from the Sydney Roosters, a kid that I really like. Uh, they got Chevy Stewart, I was going to say, uh, Chevy Chase there. Chevy Stewart from the Cronulla Sharks, who I think could be a superstar fullback in the NRL. They've got them really young. They've obviously offered them a little bit extra coin to come down there, and hopefully they can build around these guys. I think that Canberra, all things considered, where they're located and how difficult it is to get people to move there, I think they do really well. And if they do lose Jack, I think he's the only thing that's probably keeping Ricky Stewart there, to be honest with you, and rightly so. Uh, Ricky's obviously been a successful coach, but I do have a lot of question marks if they're ever going to win a comp with Ricky Stewart. I think they're sort of going through a bit of a mini-rebuild at the moment, and if they lose Jack, it will without a doubt be a rebuild in the nation's capital. Do they want to go through another one of those with Ricky Stewart? I'm not too sure. So very interesting times. A cracking question there, Kane. I I have I think it all comes down to Jack and what he wants to do because I have no doubt whatsoever, Jack, this will be the last big contract that he probably signs and I'm sure he'd be saying to the Roosters, to the Raiders, is Ricky Stewart going to be here for the rest of my career? And if he's not, all of a sudden you have that instability. Jack doesn't know anything different throughout his entire career. His coach has always loved and adored him and always taken care of him. If there's going to be someone new coming into Canberra with a rebuild, I don't know if, if Jack's going to be up for that. So I think the Jack Whiten contract will be heavily linked to that of Ricky Stewart in the nation's capital. A very, very interesting situation to watch for. Uh, a couple of comments underneath that one. The first one, Andrew Carberry. Best fits for Canberra after he gets moved on. Uh, I'm a Canberra fan and I would like to see Ricky stay. But if results keep going, something needs to change. There's only one decent coach without a head coach role and that's Flanagan. Really good shout there from Kane. Kyle Flanagan without a team at the moment over at the Manly Seagulls doing good things. Um, what else have we got from Andrew? Won't happen though. I can see Ricky moving to head of football. Think that would be the think that would rule Flanagan out. Uh, what about Jason Riles? Oh, I think the Jason Riles. I, I think he'll be very careful which job he takes. I think he'll follow in the footsteps of Craig Fitzgibbon, and I think he will definitely write, wait for the right job to pop up. For me. If Ricky Stewart's gone, I would assume that means that Jack Whiten has left, which for me, Canberra doesn't become all that much of an appealing job to me. So I think it will be tough for them to replace Ricky as well. A really interesting chat there. Um, okay, best 17 off contract to form an 18th team next year. Todd, I very highly doubt the 18th team will be next year. It just simply doesn't give them enough time to build. I think it'll probably be two or three years away, which sucks because I don't want to have a fucking buy every week. Works out well for the players, no doubt about that. But I really question if we've got enough players to fill an 18th team. I wonder if we've got the coaching staff, etc., etc. Um, I know people over the last few weeks have been saying, 18th team, the Dolphins are fine, let's go. The Dolphins are a fifth of the way into their season. Let's judge the Dolphins and how that all worked out in the end of round 27. We've all sat here for the last six months going, oh my God, they haven't managed to sign any marquee players and they had Wayne Bennett and Peter O'Sullivan in their corner. I'm not sure if there's ever been a better combo of coach and recruitment officer realistically. 
So when you get a new franchise who is someone completely different, who doesn't have the Wayne Bennett pool, the Peter O'Sullivan pool, the area they're in as well is a fantastic pool. I just, I don't know. I've still got a lot of question marks. We'll see how it all plays out with the Dolphins, but it just makes everything else a little bit thinner, and I think it'll be very difficult. So, mate, I don't have a list in front of me of the best 17, uh, but maybe that's something we can do a little bit later, Todd. But, yeah, I am I'm a little bit hesitant about the 18th side, in the most brutal and the most fucked up way possible. I actually think we're better culling a side than bringing another one in. But I understand all the arguments of expansion. I understand all that. I just question if we've got the product to be able to do it. But more than happy to be proven wrong. I love that the Dolphins are in the competition now. I love what they're doing. Um, so maybe it could be another side like that. We'll do one more question. This one comes from Matty Person. How's the mental health of the great guru after watching Isaac Tungo finally go nuts? Yeah, it was a tough watch for me, Matty. I obviously sold him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, tough gig. Went really shit in the first few weeks. I think one thing that I am good at when it comes to podcasting, social media, supercoach and all that, I put my opinions out there and I'm more than happy to admit when I'm wrong. I'm not overly stubborn, I don't think. Uh, and I was happy to admit I got Isaac Tungo wrong. Um, he's a quality player and a quality side. He is going to have these games where he's going to go fucking astronomical as he did the other night. But I just think long term, uh, I've got to give that W to Timmy Williams. Wasn't the play mistake on my front. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, but yeah, it was tough to watch him. It's really funny. I, I posted that thing the other day, and we'll talk about on beers and break evens a little bit later tonight, uh, where... Timmy texted me and said, oh, you'll be able to buy Isaac Tungo back for 200 k in three weeks. And funnily enough, I said, fuck, that might be overs just quietly, just having a giggle. And then he just went bang, 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 and scored 100 points in about the next 25 minutes. So uh, that's always how it goes in super cages. And as soon as you sell someone, they explode. As soon as you bag someone to your mate, they explode. Uh, wild, absolutely wild. So, yeah, mate, tough to watch there. We'll have a giggle about it on beers and break even tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Timmy a heap of shit about it, even though I've got no legs to stand on whatsoever, uh, but I am looking forward to that. Alright guys, we'll have part two of answering your questions from the Rugby League Guru podcast listeners page a little bit later today, so stay tuned for that. Might even be tomorrow morning. We will see how we're travelling, but plenty more content to come on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Make sure you go on Facebook, go and join the group, Rugby League Guru podcast listeners. Try and drop a thing in there every week and do a podcast or two like this answering all of your questions. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.